So this is episode three, Insightful Travels with me, Anakin. And today we have, you want to introduce yourself? Sure, Ty Alexander Scott. Ty Alexander Scott. And what did you like to go by? Oh man, I got all kinds of names. Yeah. A lot of people call me Scotty. Mm -hmm. uh, Scotty One. I used to go by Scotty One Love, and then I figured out that love and one are redundant. So I just kind of dropped the love, or my boys did. My boys just started calling me Scotty One. I was like, yeah, that works because one and love is the same thing, right? Love is all there is, is universal law. So law of one basically means the same thing. Mm. There is but one. It's interesting you say that. Um, yesterday I was having this conversation with this new person I met. And um, it came up that there was this kid in school that was only named one. Like oh, first dope. and last, no last name. Oh, it was what? just one. I like in that. the yearbook, it was just <laughs> one. And I thought that was so cool. Like, you know, one, oneness. Right. And then her reaction was like, oh, that's so messed up of the parents. Like just one. And then what is their second child called? Two. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, we're totally thinking about that differently. Mm. But yeah, love is one. And that's how I thought of that kid, one. Ooh, he's out there. Yeah. It's a really cool name. <laughs> yeah, respect. For sure. Mm -hmm. You know, like the one or one. What cooler name could a boy have? Right? One? Exactly. <laughs> like whenever he needs to remind himself of like what is what truly matters, he mm -hmm. just has to go back to literally himself. Like who is he? He's one. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's like good luck forgetting who you are with that name, you know? Yeah. Everybody calling you the one. <laughs> uh, we named a dog the one a few years ago. Yeah. The one. The one. Mm -hmm. The one. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. Yeah, so names are cool. Names are powerful. You know, they speak for who we are. And, of course, you know, words are cool, but they only go so far, right? Because there's the, the part of our mind that uses language and number and, and all to understand, you know, and to think. And to speak, of course, because the code is uh, frequency and vibration that we're speaking. It's also the written symbols and then it's the number values, mm -hmm. right? So like Tesla said, study the frequency and vibrations to know the secrets of the universe, right? So we're speaking these frequencies with the words we're using, any language, or mm -hmm. even singing. Which is what kind of what we were talking about the other night at the fire with the coding, like especially in the Bible and how it's basically just one massive thing that we have to decode to understand. Right. So there are those with the code we would call them a code master who are capable of writing a new religion a new language even right you see the evolution of all these languages springing up well it's our code masters that have been creating english and creating spanish and you know what i mean who are these code masters there are these brilliant people that have been studying the code they've been handed it right from the their predecessors right from our ancestors who have been uh, code keepers or wisdom keepers right um, you probably heard of the phrase, the hidden knowledge. Mm -hmm. Well, to some, it's not hidden, mm. right? Some of us are blessed to be raised in a family where you're just handed it. You're named one <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and you get shown the whole map of yeah. who you are and you get, um, it actually reminds me of this dream I had when I was in Tashkent, Uzbekistan. Um, I was dreaming that this, uh, there's like this enlightened tribe. In nature right there's no buildings no structures of any kind and they're all just wearing colorful robes okay and it's night and there's a fire and 
whole families having like story time, fireside chats, right? And so there's this large grandmother and, and um, another large dude. And he says, you can always tell a rebel mm. by yeah, their we laugh. We were talking about this dream, right? The other night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, he, yeah. and he laughs and he laughs until he reveals, he opens his robe and he's strapped with bombs, mm-hmm. right? And the grandmother pulls this book out from her robe and hands it to this boy and says, run. And the boy runs and the man blows. And that was the end of the dream. I woke up, you know, yeah. it snapped me up at night. I'm like, wow. So what does that mean, right? Life is meaningless. It's up to us to create the meaning or not. We can just let life go by and not make it meaningful, you know, and it might not be that different, really. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if we do choose to sit down, decide what the meaning is and, and then create something to speak for us like an artist would, um, and then to share it with other people say, this is from me. This is something that I have added. Mm-hmm. And this is what it means. You know, that's artistry, really. And we all long to express ourselves this way, right? Yeah. And some of us do more than others. Um, but I think we all have that innate impulse to, to, you know, to express ourselves and to even leave something behind. Because we're only here for 100 years if we're lucky. Is that what the... Uh... You think the the older woman who pulls the book out is is the representation of is that kind of that's the code behind? that's the code that is the code um, for example with you know within the code uh, there are boundaries and um, you know looking at the trees of life not just one tree from one tradition but many trees from several traditions um, every tree is a map okay okay expand on that a little bit. <laughs> So the maps are the journey that awareness takes on its way home to the source. The maps? Wait, repeat it one more time. Life is an adventure, right? Mm -hmm. And so the tree of life is a map for the journey that awareness takes on its adventure home to the source. Okay. Okay. This is the game we're playing. Life is a game. Mm -hmm. How do you win the game? Mm -hmm. Pop quiz. How do you win? Uh... How do you win the game? Uh, self-awareness, self-acceptance, mm-hmm. understanding that we are all part of the higher consciousness that mm-hmm. is self and we are expressions of self. Right. Like you yeah. said, in, I think on um, your podcast, when I looked at it, the way you use lowercase yeah, self and then uppercase self. That's a big one. The right. lowercase is the ego and the higher case is that connection into the higher self. And it's actually only post, like, really expanding on that thought that I realized that the higher conscious, the uppercase self is actually all of us. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's actually when I figured that out was the night that I met you. You watched nice. that awakening. <laughs> Very good. Yes, yeah, so there is but one self, ultimately. So self is source. Mm-hmm. That adds up in the code. So there are numbers to that statement that, you know, that show you what, you know, that it is. It's a confirmation through the number values. So that's cool. Where do these numbers come from? From the source. It's, it's all emanating out of what I like to call home base. Right? So, I mean, does it have anything to do with like what we call like angelic numbers? Like the repeating numbers that, sure, that the one Sure, angelic see? is of, usually it's of the Christian tradition, right? Because right before I came here, um, I kept seeing 222. Like mm. just repeatedly, like on license plates, like cool. it just right before I came here. And so I looked it up and it's like 
the meaning of it spiritually says um, like new beginnings, grand ascension, great awakening is about to occur. Nice. So that seems really like cosmically sent that yeah. I've given the, the way this conversation I'm assuming would unfold. But um, yeah, what do you make of all well, of that's, that? That's, <laughs> you know, that's an online search for what is called an angel number, which is you know, what some have um, put together. Mm-hmm. from whatever tradition they you know they got it from um, the cool thing is that there is one source code that um, basically you know every tradition on the planet is carrying a version of that right because like you go back to the Tower of Babel where there was one complete library intact right mm-hmm. and then um, you know Babylon right like early civilization perhaps one of the first civilizations on the planet of humanity anyway and so um, it said that we were gifted the code. Well, number one, we were created. You know, those who from heaven to earth came basically split their code, uh, our star family, you might call them, um, with Lucy, or the, the most modern hominid at the time, right? And then we have the missing link, and then we have Homo sapiens show up, right? Us, or we're now Homo sapiens sapiens, or perhaps even Homo luminous, if you want to call us that, once we win the game, then we illuminate, right? So the code keepers then um, traveled. We, we all traveled out, right? Um, it's almost like the Garden of Eden myth where we were set free from the garden. Cast out is one way to look at it. Another way is set free. We were not domesticated animals, mm-hmm. right? We were set free to travel to and to create our own destiny. And to explore ourselves. That's a gift. That's a gift. Life is a gift. Right, so what we do with it is kind of our gift back to God, if you want to use the word God. Right, so we're both created and creating who we are as this uh, lowercase self. Mm-hmm. But then the uppercase self, you know, if you want to call self source, that's eternal. It doesn't ever begin and end, and it is simply awareness or consciousness. Right, and so um, that's home base. Mm-hmm. Existence existing is home base. And then in order for existence to exist, there must also be slash not be what? <laughs> well, in order for existence to exist, there must not be what? Awareness? So there is awareness. There is always awareness. There is never not awareness because that is source. That's what source is, is ego. aware. And it is existing. Now, this is way before ego. This is like primary order of ops, like stemming from the very one. Mm -hmm. But in order for existence to exist, there must also be non-existence, right? So there is being and there is non-being. And that is home base. That is the abyss. That is the non-being, right? That is the void, right? So So we are are both one and zero. How does one not be? Yeah, good luck not being, <laughs> right? Because yeah. we are that which exists, mm-hmm. right? And so on the Kabbalistic tree, which is one particular tree of life, there is the abyss at our throat chakras. And so we leave our relative selves below the abyss. And then we leap across the abyss to attain eternal bliss. And that's the game. And that's when you win the game. And you're like, okay, cool. I won the game. Do I want to hang out in this realm? Or should I just go? You know, because some just go, you know, and for me, what's 
what what resonates for me is yeah okay i'll stick around and i'll help others win the game <laughs> why not let's have some fun let's yeah. see how good we are humanity so, let's get the job done what it, what would you say then in your where you've come to within your own awareness where does your ego come into play and how do you deal with your ego and it, <laughs> it has to come up right even though you've won the game yeah here's the what ego it is comes. yeah so um for example in a ceremony um i had an ohai um you know it, it was basically what we call ego death right and then so i'm just basking as existence existing of what the christian tradition would call communion right where there is but one and tag you're it right and so just simply being it's so pure that there's very few words that can touch the actual experience right for me it was just existence existing i am existence existing and right here with me is the non-existence and it's a miracle that i actually exist because i could just as easily not because <laughs> it's right in my face that void right mm -hmm. and so and then eventually i felt this dude drifting back toward me and i took a deep dragon breath and said no thanks and just basked in it for another five minutes or so until the shaman called the ceremony but i didn't you know i didn't return to self and i went and sat on the uh on the couch and this brother comes and sits next to me he's like what did you bring back and had like a little inner chuckle. I didn't laugh, you know, externally because I didn't want to laugh at him or anything. Um, but I had a little inner laugh because I wasn't back. <laughs> that relative self was not back. I was still it, it, capital I-T, right? Capital self or capital I am, right? That statement, I am that I am. It simply depends on what side of that I am on. And so it's really this Mobius strip that we are dancing on eternally, right? So I'm one and I'm one of many. And as one of many, I'm either within the self or I'm beyond because I've let it go. It's like the way a serpent uh, sheds its skin or something, you know? It's not actually who we are. It's a part of who we are in this particular life. It's the gift that we've been given of creating ourselves. Mm -hmm. That self we create, we get to decide who we are. So you truly have embraced not identifying with ego. Yeah, the less identified that I stay, the better I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And because so, there was a, you know, the very last person I had a conversation with on this podcast, Ray, a beautiful soul, beautiful person, um, was speaking a lot about, you know, embracing ego and learning mm -hmm. to kind of cope with the things that come with ego and becoming its friend and mm -hmm. like, you know, staring sure. in the face of it mm -hmm. and embracing all in which we are consumed by in ego. Um, hmm. and well, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Consumed by an ego. The Egyptian, uh, the doctrine of eternal life within the Egyptian Book of the Dead says to consume the gods, let alone consuming your ego. Consume the idea of there being more than one of you in your brain right now. Mm -hmm. Eat that idea. There is only one of you. So it's just constantly tag your it, I'm one, right? And that's the reminder. And whether or not we know it or not, it still holds true. We don't even have to know it. We're still it, right? So whether we're in the, the veil of Truth the self. doesn't care about your feelings. Right. Most of us are still within the veil of self. You know, we get taught to be that way. We get named a self. We mm -hmm. get told we're a self, 
-hmm. Unless you grow up in an enlightened tribe like the dream I had in Tashkent, where everyone in the tribe is enlightened, and so naturally the, the babies that are born are also enlightened. They just are resonating at that frequency because that's all they know. Mm -hmm. And then they have to be taught and shown that there is something other than the one, or the oneness that we're all experiencing. Number one, it's a miracle that we can even share yeah. the presence because it's one awareness. So how does one awareness share the one that it is? Well, it, it fractals. It creates more than one version. It expresses like, itself through individuality. Mm -hmm. Like Rumi says, I am the ocean in a drop. So that holds true for all of us, right? So every human is the entire living library of all existence. We are the code. Beautiful. And when we activate the code that we are, we enlighten. Yeah. Every one of us has its potential. Yeah. So all together now, what's everybody waiting for? Why does everybody think it's so hard? It's so much easier than all the suffering that everybody's going through. Yeah. And all the war and bloodshed and starvation and viruses and whatever else. Well, you know? it all comes from that unable to detach from ego at the end of the day, doesn't it? Like that inability to, to not be self-serving and mm -hmm. not be indulging in that human condition, that mortal condition of ego and just that constant thought that which is not us. Mm. Which is not us is what that like overindulgence in greed and lust and everything that we are not mm -hmm. like that, that desire for it, that, that pleasure that is received from it in our mortal bodies. Mm -hmm. That's what keeps us attached. Yeah, you said it. And so really like a lot of people are enjoying that mm -hmm. and they're saying, no, thanks. Not yet. I'm having too much fun experiencing this ego yeah. that I am. And I'm going to do that for a few more years and then maybe I'll self-surrender and become an enlightened master. Because <laughs> it, it's like almost, we know almost innately, we have to know innately that there's more than what we are doing when we're operating solely from ego. There has to be a piece if, if yeah. since we are all one and mm -hmm. all in this higher consciousness and just mm -hmm. expressions of higher self, which is just one source, Absolutely. then we all have to innately know when, you know, it doesn't feel right to be overindulging in the ego. And we have to know that can't be right. So mm -hmm. I don't know, to me, that kind of like lingers into like, well, how do we mask that? Because I want to keep feeling this way. So we dive into, you know, self-indulgence addictions, whether mm -hmm. that be like from social media to actual drug use. Mm -hmm. And that masks, like, it's like a mask of sanity. Like to make us feel more sane, we continue to mask ourselves so we don't have to recognize or feel that like feeling of like, I know I should be doing way more than this in terms of my like own recognition mm. of self. Mm -hmm. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the source gives a very small part of all that there is to having the experience of forgetting who it is. Right? Repeat that. The source, mm -hmm. which is the vast amount of the one awareness, remains in remembrance all the time. Right? And then gives a little grain of sand on the beach, yeah. which would be the you or the me, right? To having the potential to forget all that we are as one, so that this is the purpose of life. Okay? So that through our consciously choosing to navigate and remember more and more. Cause what we do is we forget all that we are. So, that, and we choose that, but we don't remember that we've chosen that or we wouldn't be able to play the game of having forgotten. Yeah. Right. So we don't necessarily know that we've forgotten it willingly. 
and we some of us feel like a victim to it and then we rebel like fuck you source what the fuck are you doing to me and we feel a victim and then we're like fuck it i'm gonna fucking suffer with the best of them yeah. i'm gonna rebel like the best rebel wow. i could ever be because wow. fuck this hurts wow so that's a lot of us respond yeah. that way at one point in our lives and that's okay and then as we you know begin to face the truth we, we realize that we've charmed ourselves out of it wow so we charm like we magically charm through illusion ourselves out of being the one so that as we're consciously choosing with our own free will mm -hmm. to remember who we are, we're actually coming home full circle to source. Oh, that's so exciting because <laughs> I was literally talking to someone very close to me today who um, had questions about the conversations that I've been having. And cool. um, they, their one thing that they kept coming back to was, okay, but why all the suffering? Right. You know, what I can't justify in my mind the suffering. Right. And, and that's it, right? It's, it's that, I was trying to explain that like, you know, un, like that exactly what you just said, that inability to identify, which is basically all this is, is that lack of ability to see that we are operating from that ego, from that lower self, mm. and not acknowledging the higher self and realizing that this was all choice, mm. that we chose this, and mm -hmm. we are doing exactly what was always supposed to happen within our life path. Right, so there are no victims here. Yeah. So the, you know, the... The thing is, is in order to become at choice for our good experiences, we also have to recognize and be honest with ourselves that we are also at choice for our negative experiences, for that which doesn't express who we are. Mm -hmm. So there's a crossroads. What experiences express who I actually am and what experiences do not? Who am I? Am I love or am I fear? Fear doesn't feel good. Love feels great. I must actually be love. Mm -hmm. Because that's when I'm expressing who I am, when I'm creating loving experiences. So I'm not going to fuck with fear because that's just not who I am. Yeah. Right? So, you know, a lot of people, like, they'll become, like, the best dark lord ever, right? <laughs> or even Anakin when he turned to the dark side. Yeah. And then he comes home to the light eventually because... Redemption story. Right. There's, no, there's nowhere else to go within eternity because mm -hmm. you're it. Tag, Anakin. Yeah. You can't not be it. You can... You can Play the game of having forgotten as long as you like, as many lifetimes as you like. And I did. Yeah. I played it well. <laughs> fun game. Like, right? Yeah. And then eventually it becomes more fun to stay who we are than it yeah. was to suffer and to play with it and, or to rebel. You know? So there's the enlightened masters and then there's the rebels. Mm -hmm. And so our whole civilization, in a way, is, is right now at least, is hierarchical. So civilization, no matter how we cut it, is hierarchy. So... For example, in the Kabbalah, that you know, the hierarchy is even on our dollar bill. Is the pyramid, right, or even on the tree of life? All those relations below, as we're ascending up the tree or up the pyramid. Then there's the abyss. This is why the eye is floating above the pyramid. So there's nothing in between. There's the abyss in between, the non-being. Wow. So we 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 um, we face that void, and if we're courageous enough, and if we have built our faith enough, that there actually might be somewhere to land on the other side of that abyss and not just not exist in the void and just vanish yeah right because that's that idea is scary the right abyss. well the idea of not existing at all is like god you know because the self is smart and so at one point it actually realizes that it is a figment of its own imagination mm -hmm. and it might not have even self-surrendered yet but it still knows that it doesn't actually exist yeah it's like fuck 
Yeah. What do I do now? I've yeah. got to let this self go because it's not who I am. And I'm so much more on the other side of this void right here. So I've got to leap. In order to be all that I am, I'm going to leap now. And then we just let go. Take that deep breath and let go. And self-surrender. Yeah. And, and, and leave. This is what Ahomatak Weasan means, the Lakota prayer of all relations. We leave all relations below the abyss, right? And then we leap and then we become the one which then is the cosmic joke because we've always been the one. So it's not really ultimately in a way it's not that different because the self returns realized speaking of like celebrating the ego. Mm -hmm. So the, the, um, the self realization is what people are really after. And, and so it's actually possible to exist within the relative as knowing that we are the one. So it's this divine dichotomy of being both one and many. Yeah. And so as one of many, we can still uh, know that we're, we're, we're one. So right? that's the route to accept both and to enjoy both in this mortal body. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. The, that's what we're up to. Yeah. You know, because we're not rebelling against who we are. We accept the fact that we're one and we're practicing that, right? We get good at being one. You might even name your boy one if you really, you know, what I mean? yeah. or something, something that cool or a dog, the one or, you know, um, you know, change your name like you have, mm -hmm. you know, which is totally fun and effective yeah. as a reminder, you know, of where you are on the adventure up the tree. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, you might meet somebody who's already won the game and is like back down the tree, mm -hmm. you know, at a fire circle to like celebrate <laughs> who we are. Yeah. With, as one yeah just because it's fun yeah you know Absolutely. <laughs> yeah and you know and music and merriment you know and you know all these fun like cacao ceremonies that friends are hosting and you know alcohol is like way less cool absolutely you know and and you know then like there's the medicines right there's like basically everything is medicine at one point it's either good for us or or not right so it's like know your medicine and uh you know, and of course, you know, all those substances might, you know, help on one level, but really all it really takes is that let go. And that's where our breath comes in because the breath is so powerful. Mm. Yeah, I keep uh, being like circled around with this concept of breath work. And long ago I was practicing, but it, it, was, it was in a dark time and it hasn't stayed. It definitely, mm -hmm. like, I don't remember any of the practice, mm -hmm. but breathwork is something that definitely keeps coming up around me just continuously, mm -hmm. that this is the key, this is, like, the ultimate, like, practice to, to assist in, like, this, like, let go. Yeah, it's one of the major keys. The key, really, is the frequency. Mm. So, I like to tell jokes. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, some say heaven has a gate. And if there's a gate, then there must be a key, mm. right? So the key really is the frequency that we're experiencing. You know, you can say things like I am that I am and just pop through the portal. You know, there's basically a door or a window or a portal that we pass through, you know, and a lot of people encounter it. Sometimes it's like a fractal. What do you, what would you consider to be like the reality of what heaven's gates are is it that awareness 
it's it's passing from the relative to the absolute mm. and you know it's it's surfing the zero point energy frequency into the singularity right would be a quantum physics way to express it completely going within yeah going so far deep within you actually attain the core like i said earlier home base yeah and from there there's nowhere else to go you can go forever outward and explore and create but in terms of the inner journey there is a destination right and that is home base source um you know so we're all source sourcing Right, we're all God Godding or jaw jawing or whatever you want to call it. Um, so there's no way to not be that, right? I am that I am. Yeah. So it simply depends on what side of that we're on. So I, we're either in the relative or in the absolute, or we've actually managed to accept that process, that Mobius strip, as one state of being in life, where we we know and remember that we're one. We're having the experience of being both one. And one of many. Yeah. I am one of many. I am Scotty One. I am Ty Alexander. Right? Call me whatever you want. It's ultimately, it's not going to change who I am because I'm not really here to identify. Mm-hmm. Right? You can throw all these words at me, but they're really not going to touch me. Because right. all those words are still relative. Whereas I am absolute. Absolutely. I am one. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that one can't be named. That's the Tao we say in China. Right? The unnameable. Mm. Um, the Tao that can be named is not the Tao. The, you know? So the Tao, the only way to express the Tao is, is of course, it's funny that we name it T-A-O Tao. Um, but, the, you know, it, all you can say is, is metaphor to express it, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, the Tao is like water. It follows the path of least resistance. The Tao is like a mirror um, or even like a woman, you know, um, the yielding uh, supreme force. Um, and, and when it comes to Taoism, I, I, went, I was practicing that for a few years back in university, and they would do these offerings, mm. you know, and I would witness these offerings because I was never at the time comfortable enough to participate in something that seemed so religious to me mm. at the time. Mm. Um, but in these offerings of, of giving something you know, over, like whether that be fruit, mostly food, you know, totems, whatever you had, mm-hmm. uh, I found discomfort in that. Mm. I found discomfort in, in the sense of sacrifice. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just like the Western kind of like fear-based thing or what do you make of that? Yeah, I say surrender without sacrifice. Surrender without sacrifice. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's perfect because ultimately self-surrendering is not a sacrifice because the self returns realized. Mm. It's an upgrade. It's not a sacrifice. It's an upgrade. <laughs> like the best download you can get. <laughs> yeah, download slash upgrade, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's coming from both ends. It's like choosing to be the chosen one, mm-hmm. right? Because the, the awareness is both coming from the one and from the one of many. Mm-hmm. So the, as one of many, I'm choosing to be the one. Yeah. And, and, then I'm, I, and then the cosmic joke is that I was already it, mm-hmm. right? So that's when you just kind of like throw your, your hands up in the air and just be like, oh my God, I, I charmed myself out of being it so that I could come home to it again so that I could be a choice for my eternal existence as it. Mm. See? Yeah. So how does an eternal being who always is who it is choose to be who it already is? In a sense, it's beyond choice. 
It doesn't have to choose to be who it is. It already is that. But because it always is that, it can't choose because it already is it. Yeah. So therefore, it plays this game with itself where it willingly forgets to remember. And in the remembering, it's consciously choosing to be who it is by becoming it again. Wow. Voila. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful little game. Isn't it perfect? <laughs> it's a really beautiful little game. It's so perfect. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a celebration at this level of life. Yeah. Yeah. Celebration. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, Thanks for playing the game with me. Absolutely. Uh, Anytime. This is always fun to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. You say some pretty, pretty ground, inner groundbreaking things, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Like, I find that along my travels, all these conversations that I have, like, they're all with purpose, you know? Right. They're all with purpose and they're all coming with purpose. Mm -hmm. Not one conversation does not have this like an astounding like amount of impact on how I view I'm viewing the mm. world and I'm accepting like higher self and, and ego self and recognizing it and all of it is just absolutely welcomed and wow. Yeah, thank beautiful. You. Thank you. Yeah, this. you know, and you if we flow with the synchronicities, mm -hmm. right? And trust. Yeah. The listening, finally just listen. Everything is a sign. Like I'm just like, mm -hmm. holy fuck. Like yeah. the universe has a fuck ton of shit to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, it's really been fun. But thank you for joining me here today. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything you have upcoming work that you wanna? Um, promote? I got a book coming out. Yeah. It's gonna be called Adventure Asia. Um, it's a love story. Um, it's an adventure story. Is it based on this dream? Well, it's, I, yeah, I wound up in Tashkent, Uzbekistan, not knowing I was going to go there, but I fell in love yeah. and, and, you know, therefore my heart took me there and wound up snowboarding Uzbekistan <laughs> Whoa. You know, and hanging out for nine nights with beautiful Helen and, and then seeing her again in, in New York and San Francisco it was a love affair that lasted about six months. We only saw each other about half a dozen times. That's all it takes. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, like the love is eternal, so it's instant. That's why we say, you know, um, love at first sight because mm -hmm. it's just there. It's either yeah. there or it's not. There's either the twinkle in the eye or it's just not there because mm -hmm. it's a friendship or something, you know. Um, anyway, so it was a fun adventure. So I'll be publishing that both online and, and printing it. Um, Where can we also, find it? Oh, I haven't published it yet, so that'll come later. Mm -hmm. um, and then also doing Jedi Academy. Yeah. With the youth. That's what we first started talking about. Mm -hmm. So yeah, guiding the youth, helping the youth to upgrade and, you know, reflecting the frequency with the youth, you know, because it's just like on. And you're doing you know? the tag, you're it. Yeah, we play hide and go seek tag a lot. Yeah. You know, we just played it last night. Um but also out in the redwoods and down on the beach. Um, that seems to be the, the best game to train the youth, you know, for the reality of the fact that not everybody on earth is cool, mm. unfortunately. Yeah. Right. So this is where the strategy comes in on how to actually wipe evil off the face of the earth. Let me hear it. <laughs> okay. Well, I just simply educate it out because... The only place 
that that experience exists is within the illusion of separation. Within the illusion of separation. Yes. So illusions are sequential. So it's one thing to have the universal laws in one hand. Love is all there is. Fear attracts like energy and thought is creative. And then it's another thing to have the illusions mm. in the other hand, right? And so it's kind of nice to be able to teach both. And, and so the, the illusions are basically, it's what I call a rabbit hole. Mm. So the rabbit hole is a staircase and there's an illusion on each step down. Okay, so the first step down is need. Love is all we need. No, no, I am love, loving love for love is all there is. Thank you. But I'm free to step down that stair and, you know, and a lot of my friends will still unconsciously attempt to charm me into the, the illusory experiences that they're having mm. by using these illusions and say, bro, I need this or that. Help me. I'm like, okay, well, here's what need is actually. And I'll help you, but I'll, I'll help you by educating you out of the illusion. And if you're hungry, yeah, sure. Maybe I'll, I'll stoke you with a sandwich or something. So you don't need that sandwich anymore. And then I'll teach you that need doesn't exist. So the way I teach that, <laughs> it's so easy. You just simply ask people, is everything one? Yes. How can one thing need something when it's absolutely everything? It, it doesn't. It can't. Yeah. It's illusion, right? Yeah. Every, all, everything is within. If you're not the one, mm -hmm. then you might experience needing something. Yeah. But we're actually all the one. So, so we don't need anything. Don't need anything. Don't be attached to anything, right? Because you're already it. And this is what these kids are learning. This is what everybody on earth is learning. Even the adults, like a lot of the parents will gather it from the youth if, if we're lucky mm -hmm. as I educate the youth. But I'm not the only one educating the youth. You know what I mean? There's a lot of Jedis on earth right now. There's another Jedi Academy out in Maui that I talked to for about an hour a few weeks ago. You know, I got soul brothers and sisters that um, have been ready to launch this on every continent and earth all at once. So if we educate a, uh, a whole generation of the youth, you know, with, uh, properly, yeah. you know, in accordance with who we actually are, not in a, in a limited, limited uh, a religious way or something that is a limited sphere of reality, but a, an absolute expanded mm -hmm. um, view of the whole cosmology of creation then we know where we stand within the entire cosmology and we know exactly who we are and so we can navigate, right? And so this is what I intend to hand the youth. And so the, uh, you know, the, the staircase, the, the illusions are sequential. So if we step down into need, we're smart. So we might just, you know, skip lunch and have dinner and actually be okay and be like, Oh God, I thought I needed that, but I didn't. I actually made it. Yeah. I survived. Yeah. I didn't eat lunch, but now I feasted and dinner and I'm okay. Yeah. And I'm not in fight or flight adrenaline rush anymore because I just ate a nice big dinner. <laughs> and I'm okay. I'm not scared anymore. Right. So, but it's that fear that, that is the polar opposite of love. Right. And I'll tell you where that fear comes from which is the illusion of separation, which is the third. So between, or between need and, and, and separation is failure. Because in order, if I can need to get something or be something, right, mm -hmm. then I can fail to be it or, or get it, Yeah. right? And so then if I can fail to get it, 
then I must not be that thing that I failed to be or failed to get. Yes. So I must be separate from it. So you see, yeah. and on and on. And I never needed it. Like that's, No, because I am like, it. Yeah, because you are it. And that's the conundrum that humanity's in. Unfortunately, humanity is actually being charmed into those illusions deliberately. So it's dark. Yes. Okay. Yes, there's a lot in the empire what's going on right now. Right. To that use is, it to use yeah. a Star Wars analogy, the empire is consciously charming humanity into the illusion of need, failure, and separation mm-hmm. in order to divide and conquer. Absolutely. So a thousand percent. So that humanity is ruled by the elitists or or even perhaps those ancient royal families are simply the minions of our star family who then taught us kingship mm-hmm. and all, all you know if you if you want to rule a planet you just teach a hierarchy exactly. as a civilization yeah, which is absolutely. a limited sphere of reality and then all you have to do is manage that one family and let that one family manage all the minions or all the serfs right but that one family is still always under control if yeah, because they're functioning within the hierarchy, yeah. so there's something above them too. Yeah. Right. Or something Which that they is... haven't been able to overcome in terms of recognizing the greater picture. Or maybe mm-hmm. even no, because they couldn't have truly recognized it and still be that self serving. Right. If they were fully woke, then they wouldn't be doing that. Exactly. They wouldn't be playing that game yeah. anymore. They would actually be harmonizing. It comes from you know? I think it comes from greed and fear. Yeah, so the illusion of separation is where the potential for fear, a.k.a. evil, arrives, okay? Mm-hmm. So if I'm separate from source, it gets scary really quick because it's unnatural. Yeah. It's not who I am. Suddenly I'm separate from, from who I am, yeah. from that capital self. And, and then, I have, far into then I have to get back. I have to, I have to climb that staircase back, right? Yeah. Or Jacob's Ladder or like the indigenous would say, you know, uh, the Rainbow Warriors built the Rainbow Bridge, and Rainbow now we're all, Bridge. you know, Absolutely. dancing across the Rainbow Bridge through the portal to the One. You know, so there's like an infinite number of ways and metaphors to express this, um, and they're all fun. Which has been timeless. This expression mm-hmm. of needing to ascend back, go up, you know, right. get this as is... far away as possible from this darkness, which is just all that we indulge on. You know. Yeah. So the. The 3D reality is as far from the one as we can actually travel. So there is no hell unless we manifest it within our own psyche. Yeah. Okay. Which is then basically giving ourselves to that fear, right? So fear attracts like energy is another universal law, right? So what does that mean? Well, fear, because it's within the illusion of separation, in order to exist, in order to remain as it thinks it is, right? It must justify its illusory reality in relation to another one who is also in that illusion. So it will either charm you or attempt to charm you into the illusion with it in order to justify its illusory reality, or it will just simply prey on people who are already within that illusion and like a succubus Mm. eat their negative charge in order to maintain, right? Which is totally not cool. Yeah. Right? That's like a vampire, right? Yeah. So, um, and then thought is creative is the third universal law, right? So it's like the trinity of, of thought, word, and deed, right? So what I think and speak, I will experience, mm. right? And then 
in order to uh, ascend beyond the Trinity, because that is, is how to manifest within space-time, which is delay. That includes delay. But in mastery, there's no delay, mm. right? And mastery is like the equivalent of like sitting under the apple tree or something in the shade of a tree on a beautiful day, and you feel a little rumble of hunger in your belly, and an apple falls out of the tree and you catch it in your mouth. <laughs> it's, like, it's like at that level where it's like so harmonious and yeah. so in sync, speaking of the synchronicities, that you're just flowing with that, yeah. you know? And so that's why I like to say, you know, surfing the zero point energy frequency rather than popping into singularity and out of it or, or synchronicity or like deja vu. Yo, deja vu, dude. Did this happen before? Was it a dream? Is this some kind of eternal thing that I just, yeah, connected into? Yeah, stay with it. Ride that frequency. Don't trip out and say, whoa, that was really cool. No, stay in that frequency. Yeah. Live in this frequency, yeah. right? And that way you don't have to think, speak, and experience because it's already happening. You're already it. Just stay with it. And just go ahead and be it and enjoy the ride, yeah. right? And, and stay unidentified and, and create. Enjoy the, the, the process of creating. Be an artist. Be, you know, sing. Be a rock star. Be whatever you, you know, be the new Van Gogh. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just eat, drink, and be merry and celebrate. Or, you know, whether it's like join a commune. Because really what everybody's doing right now is we're trying to figure out how to get out of the matrix. Yeah. Everybody, there's this massive exodus out of the city. So everybody's going back to the garden. Because mm -hmm. nature's pure. Mm -hmm. Right? And once we figure out how to not... Because... Uh, Humanity is so ridiculous in our infancy. We've been, you know, or people were doing their best to conquer nature and to, you know, establish a perimeter and keep the wild out rather than being wild and being cool with being wild and free, yeah. you know, and, and then taking possession of things and domesticating animals and, you know, and, and protecting ourselves from, from the wilds, which in a way is going back to Eden where you're like, okay, I'm in, I'm in yeah. the garden, yeah. I'm perfectly safe, I'm in paradise, and I'm, boy, do I have to maintain it, you know, because yeah. there's a rattlesnake and there's a bear and I'm just another animal out here. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so you're either going to like grab a spear or you're going to harmonize within yourself so that the animals can experience that frequency with us and realize that we're not a predator. Because we're not here to dominate them. We're here to harmonize with them because we're just another animal. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So the, uh, you know, all of the stories are, are really interesting to, you know, to see what we evolved through and, you know, who we are today. And, you know, you could say we're at this crossroads. There's the, the great awakening and then there's the great reset. And so, you know, the, if enough of us actually have the internal Armageddon and wake up internally then we don't have to go through that external Armageddon, right? Because as within, so without, as above, so below. So if we're connected to who we actually are inside of us, then it's done, you know? Then we don't have to create all these viruses to help wake people up, mm -hmm. or we don't have to, you know, whether it's a, a pandemic or a plandemic, mm -hmm. right? Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Was, you know, was the cure created before? No, it, you know, that it, it's, it's absurd. The, the level that humanity is actually playing at right now. It's if I was in the self, I would be embarrassed yeah. to be human. <laughs> it's pretty, you know, it's like that because it's so ridiculous, the level of awareness that most people are functioning on. And, you know, and so it's like nature versus nurture, 
where I, I don't fault them because they are simply a product of their environment and they've been so effectively coded into the separation to be divided and conquered. Yeah. So what I do is I utilize the code to help awaken people, right? And there, I'm not alone in that. There are a lot of really cool artists that are using the code to help awaken and, and inspire and activate humanity. Yeah. Well, you bring up an, a totally different section that we could talk about forever. But yeah, um, you're you're absolutely right. It, it it is. It's why I've removed myself so far mm. from anything that has to do with that. You know, I completely removed myself from all media influence in 2016. I was like, I'm done. This feels way too much like mind control. This feels way too much like some massive game that they're playing on mm -hmm. all of us. And I'm out. Who the fuck are they? I know. I know. We were talking about that. Right. So get out of the separation. Yeah. Get out of the us and them. Because yeah. that's where they, quote, like you. Yeah. That's where they want you to be. The, the civilization wants you to fight it. Right? Because that's... That's what they like because then they can navigate you. They know exactly what to do with you if you're fighting them. Mm. What if you're just like off-grid, unfindable, unreachable? Then you're untouchable. Yeah. You're all, you know, you're, you basically found the way through the labyrinth and you're out. And you, you're locally sustainable, you know, whether you're solo or you're with a community, yeah. you know, or at least, you know, one mate if you want to have children you know, or just a, a group of friends, you know, or if you're a rambling rose and you're traveling with your rats, <laughs> you know, and going from town to town and, yeah. and, and you know, and cool people wherever you go, you know, trusting and, and enjoying that joy ride, you know, it's all cool, you know, and it's also cool to go right into the belly of the beast, you know, and stand up and say, you guys are all full of it. And here's why, yeah. you know, that's also totally righteous. You know what I mean? So I think it's just a matter of like trusting our, our impulse and our, um, the divine guidance and say, you know, and going with the flow and, you know, it's like the statement, um, all are called those who heed the call become qualified. Mm, beautiful. So spirit qualifies us as we actually heed the call, but that, that call is that source frequency. That is always available to all of us. All we have to do is let go and self-surrender in order to experience it. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you, Sky. Thank Almost you so there. much. <laughs> this has been absolutely awesome. Um, thank you for being on the show. Can't wait to get this up and out there for all to hear. Whoever yeah. was listening, that is. <laughs> cool, cool. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I respect what you're doing. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. This has been Insightful Travels, Episode 3. Anakin signing out.